are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It is Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host, Tidey Gonzalez. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. On today's episode, we're going to reflect back on a pair of trades the Mariners made a year ago today and tell you why they are some of the best trades Jerry Depoto has made in his tenure in Seattle. Then we're going to look towards the offseason a little bit. I know, I know, they're still technically in a playoff race, but this offense is in a bad spot right now. I don't really want to talk about them. So we're going to discuss how to make this lineup better this winter by looking at a pair of outfielders set to be free agents. And finally, we will talk about the current team a little bit and look at tonight's matchup between Lance McCullers Jr. and Yusei Kikuchi. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more Mariners talk. So yesterday marked the one-year anniversary of the Mariners trade in which they sent utility man Austin Nola and right-handed relievers Austin Adams and Dan Altavilla to the Padres for Ty France, Luis Torrens, Andres Munoz, and Taylor Trammell. Well, a day later, they made another trade with the Padres, sending another right-handed reliever, this time Taylor Williams, to San Diego for right-handed pitching prospect Matt Brash. Since then, Brash has had a breakout season in the Mariners' farm and is now arguably one of their top three pitching prospects in their entire system. Ty France has been the team's best hitter this year at the Major League level, and he's become a defensive revelation at first base. Luis Torrens has provided a ton of power out of the DH spot since being recalled from AAA Tacoma earlier this season. And that's not even talking about two players who offered the most excitement at the time of the trade, Munoz and Trammell. Of course, Trammell's two stints at the major league level did not go so well, but you certainly saw flashes of the potential he has. A couple big home runs, a couple big hits. And Munoz has been working his way back from Tommy John surgery, had a couple setbacks earlier this year, but is now down in Arizona pumping out 99 miles per hour in bullpen sessions and looks to be a key piece of the Mariners' bullpen in 2022. So, Colby, we have the Griffith statue. We have an Egger statue. When are they building a statue for Padres general manager A.J. Preller outside of T-Mobile Park? Um, probably as soon as... Uh... Ty France hits uh, 314, so we can call him Pi France. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, I don't know. Are, are they going to have room for both AJ Preller and Brody Van Wagenen statues out there? Um, they might have to combine them like a weird little mismatch with their, you know, faces and whatnot. I mean, I, I, I guess they could just build one to Depoto. That might be easier. But uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> I mean, in fairness to the Padres. Uh, Austin Adams has certainly been very, you know, big for them this year. And, and, you know, Nola has been hurt. He's been struggling the last few weeks, but overall he's still a, a very nice player to have. And they still have him for, for three more years after this year. So it's, it's not like they got nothing out of this deal, but that's, that's not really the point. Um, the point is, is that, you know, a year ago, Seattle added conservatively, a you know seventh eighth inning relief arm with five years mm-hmm. of club control, a fourth outfielder with insanely loud tools, an everyday starting first baseman who probably is going to hit 300, 400, 500 at some point in his career, 
and is starting to show legitimate major league power that could lead to 25, 30 home runs and, you know, maybe even gold glove defense there. Uh, and at, at the very least, you know, a, a backup bat first catcher who has good contact skills and also is developing power. And they got all of that for, you know, two relievers that weren't going to help them at all in the next few years and a catcher who they got off the scrap heap for literally nothing uh, about a year and a half earlier. So yeah, it, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we call a haul in the business. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, for DePoto to follow it up the next day and, and embarrass, you know, Preller even further by trading another scrap heap waiver wire claim, uh, into Matt Brash, who last year when he was acquired was, not very well known. And it's like, Oh, he's got pretty good stuff. He's definitely a reliever that delivery. And then, you know, the more you learn about him, you're like, "Mm, is he though? Is he just a reliever? And then he comes out this year and is arguably the best, you know, arguably is the best pitching prospect on numbers alone, uh, in the entire system this year. So, uh, and he's knocking on, on the major league baseball store as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, to, to be, you know, diplomatic about this, DePoto took, uh, took prior to the, to the woodshed, uh, on these two trades. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Preller isn't like super regretful about these trades. They all made sense for him, but you know, this is the, these are the type of deals that we could look back at and say, this is when the rebuild officially started to come to an end, if that makes sense. Yeah, and the and the best piece that the Padres have gotten out of this really has been Austin Adams. Austin Nola has been hurt and hasn't really played at the same level that he was with the Mariners. Dan Altavilla, is he even in the organization still? And Taylor Williams has been hurt. And um and last year he only pitched a single inning for them after he yeah. was acquired. He's only thrown six and a third innings for them in about a year's time now. And uh, he's on the 60-day IL with a knee injury. You know, and even at the time of the trade, you know, he had a high K rate, you know, pretty high walk rate as well in 13 and two-thirds, you know, short sample size. Uh, But, you know, at the time, you know, it's 2020, so that's kind of a large sample size for a 60-game season. And, uh, you know, know, 5.93 ERA to get Matt Brash, who's now easily in your top 10 prospects of of what's considered to be the best system in all of baseball, by baseball America standards, at least, um, that is highway robbery. That is by far one of the most lopsided trades Jerry DePoto has ever had uh, with the Mariners. Might be the most lopsided trade Jerry DePoto's had with the Mariners. Maybe aside from the from the uh, Kelnick deal, but I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the the Mets still got a really useful reliever out of you know in, in Edwin Diaz there, so. I mean, this this right here, this deal that they just had, um, just incredible. Matt Brash, you know, we've talked about him. We talked about him uh, last week after he threw his no, uh, near no hitter for Arkansas. You know, there's some concerns about the delivery, but they clearly feel that he's capable of of starting. They've had him start in Everett now in in Arkansas, and he's been incredible. And we've seen guys with deliveries like that, high effort deliveries, be able to make it. In Major League Baseball, you think about Tim Lincecum, you think about Nathan Evaldi, et cetera. So, you know, it's just that that's just an insane trade to me in itself. And then, you know, into into us that, at the time, you know, we were doing a live stream for uh, for Control the Zone 
when the trade deadline happened and when that trade was made and it was like all right that's you know that's cool whatever uh but now you know you look at back on it a year from now and it's just like oh my god that's just how did how did jerry depota pull that one off um and the trade before that, I mean, we were excited about that to begin with. I talked about Tramel. I talked about Munoz. Those were the two guys that we were, we were really pumped about. And Ty France as well, because that was a guy that, you know, in Mariner's Twitter, you know, was kind of a, a legend, a, you know, a guy that uh, Mariner's Twitter really wanted uh, the Mariners to get. And they finally got him. And uh, he's been the team's MVP this year, pretty much. He's been incredible hitter. He's been one of their most consistent hitters, aside from when he was dealing with that wrist injury this year. And Luis Torrens has been helpful, even though that he started the year off pretty rough at the plate, horrible defensively. Um, but still, you know, he might be able to develop there. He was pretty good back there uh, behind the plate last year. So um, you, know, you figure that he's probably going to be able to to get back on the right track defensively. But offensively, his you know, the power has been a revelation for him since he went down to Tacoma. Comes up, he's hit a bunch of home runs. It's been an incredible trade or incredible pair of trades. For the uh, for the Mariners so far, and uh, I mean, all these guys might have uh, significant, you know, impact on the on the future Mariners, you know, championship teams or or whatever they're going to be over the next few years. Yeah, it's certainly uh, it's certainly possible, and and it's you know their impact is either going to be felt you know at the big league level or or via trade, which is. Mm-hmm you know, something that Jerry is going to continue to do. And, and it's the type of player he's going to acquire, uh, you know, is, is going to be look a little different. Uh, he's probably not going to make as many of these types of, you know, NOLA for, for Tramel type of trades. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's always important to continue to just, you know, keep talent uh, around and, and, and always be looking for ways to acquire new talent um, because you, you never know when, when that, when that young player is going to pop and all of a sudden you have this star on your hand potentially, or you have somebody who a year ago was a, you know, not in the Padres top 40 prospect rank who comes into your system and, and you believe in him and you trust him. And, and now he's, you know, again, arguably the, the most exciting pitcher in your system that includes two top 35 prospects in all of baseball. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's really, it's really a, a good day. It was a good, you know, two day stretch there for for Jerry, and uh, it was, you know, it was it was tough to see Nola go at the time. He was hitting. He was yeah. a good player. Uh, he was very well liked, particularly by Marco Gonzalez, and and uh, it it was tough. But you know, a, a year later, I, I don't think that any of the the Mariners who were on that 2020 team, I'm sure they still miss uh, Nola, but I think that they're perfectly perfectly happy with what they ended up getting in return. Um, and so that's, that's the way trades work sometimes. And then it can work out for both teams. And there's certainly the possibility that the Padres, you know, they win a world series and, and Adams and, and, and Nola helped them do that. Then they're mm-hmm. not really going to care that much about losing Ty France and Taylor Trammell, but mm-hmm. you know, it's good for the Mariners. So it's, it's a day worth, uh, I don't know, celebrating, but it's definitely a day worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Well, if DePoto is extended as he should be, and I mean, come on, you know, what are we waiting for here? It'll be time for him to move into the next phase of his rebuild with the Mariners and build a roster, you know, capable of contending for the playoffs and more, hopefully. We're going to discuss two impending free agent outfielders Colby and I think could be of interest to the team this winter. That and more coming up, but first a word from our sponsor, Bet Online. 
It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday. September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL 100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Hey everyone, this is Ty Dan Gonzalez from the Lockdown Mariners podcast here to let you know our episode today is supported by Alaska Airlines. Do you ever get the sudden urge to hop on a plane and head somewhere like Dubai, London, or Tokyo? For me, I absolutely have to go to Tokyo one day. I mean, the beautiful architecture, the lively, busy city, all the food. It sounds just so incredible out there. And you guys know how much I love video games and anime. So being able to go to the anime district, plus all the video game themed stores and cafes, it is just all right up my alley. And of course, you got to catch a ball game at the Tokyo Dome if you go there. So now it is easier than ever to get there because Alaska Airlines has joined One World. One World is a global alliance that makes it easy for Alaska mileage plan members to earn and redeem miles worldwide. Go global with Alaska Airlines and One World. Learn more at alaskaair.com slash One World. This is Locked On Mariners. Let's talk offseason and yeah yeah i know what you're saying but ty the season isn't over yet they're still in a playoff race well mm. listener these this homestand has been truly dreadful to watch and and quite frankly i i don't want to talk about another mariners loss so colby and i are going to do what you know we like to do on our show on patreon and look ahead to 2022 and if you were subscribed you would have already heard us have this great debate on last week's episode of control zone it was awesome but we're going to rehash it here in a more condensed form, of course, and talk about a pair of free agent outfielders we think could fit the Mariners next season, especially if the team moves on from Mitch Hanniger. That would be A's outfielder Mark Canna and Mets outfielder Michael Conforto. Canna is 32 years old and is slashing 233-363-88 this year with 12 home runs, 44 uh, runs batted in. Defensively, he ranks in the 88th percentile and outs above average. Conforto, on the other hand, is a Pacific Northwest native. He grew up a Mariners fan. He had a hamstring injury this year that limited him, and he struggled a little bit at uh, at the plate, slashing just 215, 336, 359 with nine home runs and 33 runs batted in in 96 games. But he's a career 254, 356, 469 hitter who's been worth nearly 16 and a half war in parts of seven seasons. He's been you know kind of fringe average against left-handed pitchers for the most part, but mashes righties. Colby, you know, which of these two do you like the most? <laughs> Michael Conforto. Um, and I say that as somebody who's been advocating for Mark Canna all year. And I still think Canna mm-hmm. would be a good fit. In fact, go get both of them. Uh, I, I I don't think you can count on Kyle Lewis and Jared Kelnick and, and you know, certainly Julio when he comes mm-hmm. up and, and Taylor Trammell and whoever it may be. It's at this point, you can't you can't bank on them, you know, being the answer. Now, you can you can. Obviously, you're not going to give up on on Kelnick and Lewis, and you're still going to give them lots of at bats next year. 
but you know, it doesn't hurt to have a, a backup plan. And, and, you know, both of these guys can, can DH canna can play first base. So he's done that a little bit if you need him to. So, mm-hmm. um, and they both, as you said, they both play, you know, corner outfield spot and, you know, I, Conforto's okay out there. Canna's probably a little bit better, but offensively, Canna provides, uh, or uh, sorry, uh, Conforto provides a lot more power, um, particularly against right-handed pitching. Um, against right-handed pitching in his career, Michael Conforto is hitting 265, 371, 502. That is a 135 WRC plus. He has a 13.3% walk rate against righties, which, I mean, Jerry's going to love and a 22.2% K rate, which again, Jerry's going to like. So it's a really good profile here. And this is a guy who's going, if he's a straight platoon bat and he's not because he's not completely worthless against lefties, he's running a 91 WRC plus against them. So 9% below league Mm -hmm. average, but not awful. Uh, But if he is just a straight platoon guy, then basically what you're doing is you're adding you know, 2018 Mitch Haniger to your lineup about seven out of every 10 days. He's also only 28. He'll be 29 next March. He's a Washington native, which means there's a chance that he's not necessarily a hometown discount, but there's a chance here that he's going to have interest. Whereas you don't have to convince other guy. You, you don't have to convince him to come back to the Pacific Northwest. He's familiar with the area he understands that he's lived here. So in theory, he should be more open than trying to get somebody who's, say, been on the East Coast their entire life, which isn't Marcana, but you get what I'm saying. So uh, give me Conforto. Yeah, I'm, I like Conforto the most as well. But, you know, the thing that I worry about is the money and uh, the, the year commitment. Is he going to be willing to come on a one-year deal? I would think that after the year that he has had this year, with the injury and everything, and he's he's kind of had a eh, kind of just an average year at the plate. Feel like that might be uh, that might be possible, but is he going to be willing to do that? Um, and also, what is that dollar figure going to look like? You know, we when we had this debate on CTZ, you know, you were talking about fifteen million, and when we you know when I think about you know John Stanton, the owner of the Mariners, and, and his you know, historically unwillingness to spend over the last couple of years, especially last off season. I do worry about how much funds, you know, Jerry DePoto is going to have available to him realistically. Now, you know, of course we've, we've talked about this payroll in general that they've been willing to go up to as high as 160, 170 million. And they're going to be way, 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 way off from that entering this off season. But I also, you know, they're not going to go all the way up there. Um, so there, there's going to be a financial cap and it's just, if I can get Canna for like ten million a year compared to Conforto for fifteen, and I only have to give Canna like one to two years, I might be leaning Canna, even though that the upside is nowhere close to what Conforto gives you. Because again, I, I mentioned he's a two fifty four, three fifty six, four sixty nine career hitter. I mean that that's way better than than what Canna has been able to offer this year, which is you know good hitter uh, gets on base a lot. You know, he walks, but, you know, not a not a ton of power and, um, you know, but he gives you better defensive value out in the outfield. Uh, he can also play first on occasion. And, um, you know, he he hasn't been hurt and Conforto has struggled since coming back uh, from his injury. But 
overall, I think, you know, if you're just stacking these guys, you know, one for one, not talking money or anything like that. Yeah, it's absolutely Conforto. Conforto is the better player. And uh, even though that he's not necessarily fantastic against left-handed pitching, he's average. He's fine. You can throw him in there a couple times against a lefty, and uh, he should be more than fine. And um, Conforto makes a lot of sense because of the of the Pacific Northwest connection. Again, like I said, he was a Mariner fan growing up. Who knows how much that actually plays into it? Probably not a whole ton. But I think if the Mariners show interest in him, he'll be open to it. And I think also Canna would be too. You know, he's familiar with the AL West, uh, familiar with Mariners, and uh, definitely fits their whole you know control the zone. Um, philosophy yeah you know it's funny you talk about conforto's struggles and and somehow he's still posting a 100 wrc plus so exactly which is average average yes exactly league average and you know if you want to take a look at other mariner hitters who have played as many games as conforto has this year with a higher (laughs) wrc plus you're looking at ty france you're looking at mitch hanniger you're looking at kyle seager by four percent and that's it. Um, yeah. Abraham Toro is up there too. Not quite enough games to reach this, but you want to throw him up there, fine. Uh, so you're looking at four hitters that have been better than the worst version of Michael Conforto that we've seen in right. five years. Yeah. Both of these guys make you significantly better when you look at the lineup that you have right now, the lineup that you're currently fielding. And like you said, why not both? Because again, can't rely on. Kyle Lewis right now. I mean, he he tried uh, running yesterday to get ready for his rehab, and he felt sore afterwards. That's not a good sign. Uh, and we're probably going to talk about that more on tomorrow's episode. But uh, you know, Jared Kelnick has struggled in his rookie season. Jake Fraley has been on and off the IL all year, and wasn't very good when he came back from the COVID IL. And you know, you're not going to rely on Julio Rodriguez, like you said, because, I mean, you can't. Just because the guy is one of the top prospects in baseball doesn't automatically mean that he's going to crush it right away. We've seen that with Kelnick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would be all for signing both of these guys if you could, especially if you're planning on trading Hanniger, which who knows what his trade value is now after the last you know month and a half that he's had. Uh, it's been bad. It's been really rough to watch. It continues to go on. Yeah, and, but he's uh, been healthy. But he's been healthy. But, you know, that only goes so far. <laughs> Availability only goes so far. And yeah. um, it's a, it's been rough to watch this year. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what they're able to get from. I assume that they're probably going to part ways, especially after things that we've heard about his, uh, you know, how he feels about Jerry DePoto and Scott service and uh, not wanting to sign an extension in Seattle. So we'll see how that all plays out this winter, but I think the Mariners should plan to, uh, to at least sign one outfielder or trade for one uh, or sign two. And uh, both of these guys would be uh, pretty nice to have. Uh, so coming up, we're going to get you set for tonight's matchup between the Astros and Mariners. But before that, let's talk direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. 
Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Mariners lost their fourth game out of five on this homestand last night, falling by a score of four to three to the Houston Astros. Once again, the offense faltered in its few opportunities with runners in scoring position. The defense had a rare bad night all around. It's pretty much par for the course for this homestand, but we're not going to linger on that. Like I said earlier, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about this, uh, about last night's game. I don't really want to talk about this homestand for the most part, but we are going to look at tonight's matchup between Yusei Kikuchi and Lance McCullers Jr. Uh, since July 7th, Kikuchi has run a 675 uh, ERA with a 562 FIP and a 409 walk rate and 44 innings. Colby, how does YK get back on the right track tonight against the Astros? Uh, it starts with, uh, you know, finding a fastball that's not entirely hittable. It's it's we need to see the velocity from from you say tonight. Um, you know, we've seen it in little you know spurts and all that stuff, but we have not seen him sit consistently 97 uh, in a while. It's been mostly 93, 94. Uh, the cutter has been, you know, quite frankly, trashed the last few starts out. So, uh, you know, you say can't can't rely on on the fastball only, and he doesn't have the command uh, to not have at least one other good effective pitch with him, and uh, just hasn't really been the case. You know, it's it's been hit and miss for for YK, so it, it's not. There's always a possibility that he goes out there, and you know he's just dominant. That's that's definitely something that uh, we've we've seen, and we've seen him do it against Houston, so. Uh, it's definitely not out of the range of possibility here, but he's got to find, you know, a second pitch. He, he can't go out there and just try and throw fastballs by these guys. It's a right-handed heavy lineup that is going to torch Yusei Kikuchi if he's throwing, if his best pitch all night is, you know, 94-mile-an-hour fastball. So you need the changeup. Particularly, that would be great if it was the changeup, but he needs the cutter or, or you know, the cutter or the changeup. Have to be there for Yusei tonight. Um, it's not, it's not something you feel great about, obviously, which is why last night's loss, uh, stings a little bit, um, because these next two games are going to be 
very difficult to win, but uh, you never know. It, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that you say goes out there and he, and he has it and, and he's good. And, and, you know, honestly, in his last start, it looked like that's kind of the, you say we were going to see, and then it all fell apart on him. So we'll see what happens here, but yeah, it's, you know, he's not exactly, there's not exactly a big margin of error here with, uh, with McCullers on the mound here on the other side. So yeah, it's probably not going to end up well for the Mariners tonight, but uh, you never know. You say still does have that, that one in, I don't know, let's call it a one in six, one in seven shot of just going out there and being, you know, the you say that we saw in, in May and June. Yeah. You know, for you say, you know, last, uh, you know, you talked about it in his last start, you know, it was pretty much cruising and then it just kind of blew up command. Uh, kind of went all over the place. He only had seven swings and misses in the game, so he wasn't dominating necessarily, um, but he was able to get through that lineup um, of Kansas City's for for you know pretty much half the game, and then it just it all came crashing down. And um, you know, for me, really, it's just can he get that cutter going? Because that's really you know, you look at that, you look at if he can have that and his fastball working against this team, that that. Should lead to some pretty good results as a team with a lot of good left-handed hitters. You know, Jordan Alvarez, Michael Brantley, etc. Uh, Kyle Tucker as well. Um, if he can, if he can attack those guys, especially those guys with you know lofty swings, that you know, if he can get after him in the top of the zone and everything, I I, I think it could be a good night for him. But I, I I'm I'm worried. I'm concerned. I, I don't you know like you said, it's just with everything we've seen over the last month and a half. There's nothing that really indicates to me that he's going to, to be able to turn it around. But, you know, we saw through, I mean, this guy was an all-star, right? And, and for good reason, through the first half of the season, he was um, very good for this team. And, uh, you know, but now it's just, it, it looks more like the product that we saw in his first two seasons. And at that point, you know, we've had the discussion about his club option, uh you know, we've talked about the you know the four year option and all that, and it's just I don't know, man. It, you you say has been um, been a really um, polarizing figure in this on this team uh, over the last month and a half because it's just you see what the potential is, but the potential never shines too often. It just it, it comes in spurts, and it come in a, and, it, and it came in a really big spurt this uh, you know through the first half, but then. Now it's just it's back to what you were pretty much seeing out of him, and now I just I don't know, man. I I, I don't really have high hopes for his uh, for what he's going to be able to do against this lineup. It's a really good lineup. Bregman's back. Uh, I believe he's going to be in the lineup tonight, and uh, that just makes this this team all the more just incredible to to overcome. I I just I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, and it just it feels like especially with tomorrow and Logan Gilbert starting probably going to be swept and look at a what one and six homestand that's uh, yeah that's not not very good um, but we'll see we'll see you know crazier things have happened it's baseball and uh, we talked about it yesterday that you know there's uh, still a lot of time left in the season and all that but my uh, my enthusiasm for the team has has definitely diminished, but I'm I'm here to embrace the fun and 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 enjoy the next month of uh, of Mariners baseball and um, you know see where this team ends uh, you know winds up uh, 
finishing and, and uh, see if they can build some momentum heading into the offseason. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for joining us here on, on Lockdown Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-C, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.